Okay. <laughs> what a year 2022 has been. I mean, past couple years have been insane with things that have been going on in the world and just life and business. 2022, this episode is going to be financial recaps and lessons. This was a big year for me. It was the year that my love proposed to me and we, you know, found a gorgeous place that we're currently living in. We have, um, you know, I have a, a stunning office. Like there's just so many pieces to this that are absolutely incredible. And at the same time, there are so many things that completely broke my heart as well this year. So I'm cracking it open and I'm going to share with you my top learns and lessons so that you can avoid some of these things, learn from these, etc. I know this episode is going to be absolute gold. You can actually listen to this at any point in time. It doesn't necessarily need to be year specific because all of these are just things that will stand the test of time. And when I look back at this year, I can see my footprint footprints in the sand and the moves that were made and I can see the de the decisions and all of it and how it's all come together. I had my biggest cash month. I had a huge income dip. It was a year of duality. It was a year of all things possible. It was a year of hiring and then firing. It was a year of going on vacation um, with my fiance, having the time of our lives while having a crazy business thing that happened. And in this episode, I'm going to be unraveling and sharing it all. So let's get into this. So uh, if you don't know who I am, and this is the first time you've listened to one of my episodes, hello and welcome. My name is Mary Morgan, and I help people magnetize more dream clients into their business. Typically, these are people who are coaches, consultants, uh, professional services, experts, healers, teachers, etc. And they're working in the online space. And most of my clients have either done ads, live events, live launches, workshops, calls, etc. And they're looking for a simpler way. One of the biggest issues I see with a lot of my clients that come to me are like, I keep attracting people, but not the right people, or I'm not bringing in enough people. I just want to simplify this whole process. So the work that I do really is around attraction, um, organic marketing. So social media, I don't currently run ads at this point. Um, I haven't done live events and launching in ages now. We're just starting to now get back into live events and workshops for the fun of it. But I, I truly you know, hit a point where I moved completely away from sales calls. I fired my sales team. Um, and that was actually earlier in 2022. And I revolutionized the way that I ran my business. So last year to me, I was like, this is going to be our million or multi-million dollar year. It was an 800k year, which was I mean, out of this world, incredible, because we practically doubled our revenue from the previous year, which is insane. Um, but it's crazy because when I see these numbers, we've normalized huge money. Like in my space, often it's like a $10 million year, a $30 million year, a $5 million year. And it's like 800K feels so itty bitty that there were times that I almost felt ashamed. And I'm like, oh, I'm too small to even be talking about this stuff. And I was like, girl, this all happened while so much shenanigans hit the fan. Like... It was such a crazy year. So when I see all of this, it's like, it was supposed to be a million dollar year, but I've normalized money so much. Like when I started this business, I thought even making a couple hundred thousand dollars, like, like you are rich, rich. When I had my graphic design business and I built 
a pretty wildly successful design business where I did graphics and, um, I, you know, I did marketing and all that kind of stuff there. I did this in corporate as well. And, you know, I was like, people who are making six figures, like you are rich, rich. You've got a mansion, you've got a Lamborghini, like super naive, I know. But now it's like we normalize more and more big money. So one of the biggest lessons, and this is the first lesson I'll start with, is like stop normalizing huge amounts of money. Stop normalizing even small amounts of money. Like numbers, money is really just icons on a screen, like little squiggly lines on a screen or tiny piece of papers with, you know, graphics and photos and things like that on it. But really, it's a currency that we as humans then tie meaning to. And it is so sad because I see a lot of my clients and myself included and and mentors and peers who a lot of times we tie our worth, we tie our value, we tie how good did you do this month to a number on a screen. And this was something that really hurt me last year. I hit our biggest cash month. It was $123,000 cash month. Um, In February, we had an $80,000 cash month. And consistently bringing in around uh, 70 to 80K per month. So it was a strong year given the fact that the previous year, again, like I said, we've doubled our revenue. And this is huge, but to me, I felt like this was really, really tiny. So you might be listening to this and you're like, well, I've made my first $20,000 month, but I haven't been making this you know, consistently. You might be listen to, listening to this and you're like, well, I made 50K consistently. I've made X number of dollars consistently and I still feel like this. So one thing that I noticed was like, I remember speaking to one of my mentors and I was sharing some of the numbers that I've been making and she's like, what the actual heck? Like, this is insane. Like, do you realize that you just made more in one year than a lot of people do over a lifetime? Like, this is insane. And it didn't hit me until I listened to someone else's podcast. And I was listening to some uh, friends of mine who were talking about, I just made a 500K year. I just made a 700K year. And they were like, so freaking happy. And I was like, why do I not feel this level of happiness? And that's when I realized it's not even about the money. Like you think it's about the money when you're not making it, but then when you make it, you realize it's not about the money. And this was a huge learning for me uh, last year. And it has been, this has been a learning for me over the past couple of years. But last year I got to a point where I'm like, it's actually not about this. So what I started to do is every single payment that came into the business, even if it was a dollar, I celebrated it. I started to go, ah! just made a sale. It was a $7 sale. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. This is insane. Someone from the internet just found me. So I really try and anchor it. And this has been a game changer for me is anchoring my celebrations, anchoring my wins. So I started to really feel and play with this idea of like, yes, I just $7. Someone found me randomly, clicked a link, trusted me and bought from me and is now learning. Like this is out of this world where oftentimes we fall into this place of like, all right, cool. Someone bought for me. Amazing. Yay. Next, next goal. And a lot of times when we set goals and this is why I hate the idea of goals is like we set a goal, but it's, you know, unless you hit that exact number, let's say you want 10 people into a new program you're running. If you have one, it's a failure Two, failure three, failure four, failure until you get to like nine, still a failure 10. Okay. Success. Next goal. All right. And then it's like, when are you ever actually satisfied? 
Um, so this, this was something that I saw commonly with my clients. This is something that I felt. And the biggest lesson around um, financially last year was like, how can I actually celebrate and anchor more? You'll see a lot of these lessons kind of interchange with, with each other and like meld because all of these kind of build on each other and it's not like these are completely separate. So one thing that I would strongly advise whether you're making zero dollars or millions of dollars is how can you anchor more in your business? So as I was listening to like peers and, and friends of mine and they're like celebrating 500k um, per year, I'm like, oh, I just made that halfway through the year and they're celebrating. How are they just so happy? I remember actually having a listening to a podcast where this woman made like 600K last year and I'm like, I would actually pay to work with her, although she's making less money than me, but I can feel the connection to the money. Like I can feel she's speaking like she's making $10 million. And I've had one of my coaches told me, she's like, Mary, how the hell are you making this amount of money, but you're speaking like you're literally making $10? Like what is happening? And I had to work through this shift really early last year. And then I hit a significant, ca- like a hundred something thousand dollar cash collected in sales. It was close to like 400. I don't know. It was, it was an insane amount of uh, revenue that month. And I was like, what just happened? Okay. But what I realized was like, some people will make a lot of money and talk and move and speak like they make nothing. Some people will make very little money to no money, but they speak like they're literally making millions. And I'm not saying, and I want to really clean this up. I'm not saying they're saying things like, oh, I just made 10K per month. Like that cheapens your brand so much. They are just so magnetizing. They're just so embodied. They're just so confident. There's so much conviction. And I see this with some clients of mine who are like, you know, and this kind of leads me actually to my next point here of, you know, people who Okay, so number one is anchor your wins, anchor your celebrations, stop normalizing. Okay, number two is take down the posture and that's what's actually going to lead to more sales. So I want to explain this. So I had a client who had a amazing win in her business and I'm like, oh my gosh, um, I would love to interview on our next live event or something like that. Like it would just be so fun to have you. And she's like, yeah, I would love to, but right now I just... I don't know, something feels off. Like I just don't feel confident and and I don't want to share my wins. I'm like, okay, no worries. And I've asked this client maybe twice and the same thing has happened uh, both times. And I've recognized in myself because I've actually done this myself is like sometimes we don't want to share our wins because we have this feeling of like, I want to be seen a certain way. You've ever felt this? Like, how do I introduce myself in this Facebook group? How do I introduce myself on this podcast so people see me a certain way? How do I introduce myself before I jump on the stage so that people see me a certain way? It's like, how do I put on this facade so I'm seen a certain way? And you'll see this with your clients. You'll see this sometimes with yourself as well. Where like, you're afraid to be vulnerable because what if they think this about me? You're afraid that I don't want to share my coach on social media. I don't want to tag her on my Instagram and Facebook stories because what if people then go and buy from her? 
I don't want to share that I'm learning from this mentor. I can talk about, hey, I'm being mentored, but I don't want to share that I'm like who the mentor is because what if people look at them and then see them as higher than me? And like, it's this pedestal value hierarchy thing that you're creating in your mind. In fact, what I found is this has actually been the exact opposite. I struggled with this actually for quite some time. Last year was the year for me of like, I am dropping this facade. Here are who my mentors are. Here's where I'm struggling. Here's where I'm at. Number one, when you really step in and you're like, I'm going to be seen, you will change your business and your life forever. You will pull from mentorship. You will pull from coaching more than you ever have. And you will be fed in a way like nothing else. And I can't even explain this until you actually do this. You won't be able to experience it. It's like so many people want to look a certain way and you can feel it like, I've seen people who go in Facebook groups and they're like, oh my gosh, celebrating my first 20K week or like celebrating a 20K week. It gets to be easy. Like this is so fun, blah, blah, blah. And like people are like, yay. And then you're like, why aren't people DMing me? Why don't people want to buy from me? I'm like, you've literally cheapened your brand. Like this is not why you started your business. And then I'll see other people who are kind of like, you know, they'll create a post, but you feel the vulnerability. It's like, Oh my gosh, uh, you know, Sarah, I'm so excited. Sarah's one of my mentors and, you know, I, I, I love all of you guys who are in this group and I just wanted to share last year was such a freaking hard year for me. Here are some of the things that happened in my family life, in my business and all the things. And what I learned from this was blah, blah, blah. Even that, like there's no celebration, but that is someone who speaks like a multi-million dollar brand. The person who goes, I'm celebrating a $20,000 week or a $100,000 week, yay me. Like it cheapens your brand and you actually feel like you're an even smaller business and brand than you are. It's not about the dollar signs. It's not about the money. It's not about all these things. It's like who you are, your conviction, your confidence, the posture that you're showing up with, that is what matters. But very few people have this conviction and confidence. Actually, one of my team members asked me such a great question. She said, why do you think some people get results like super fast and some people struggle? And I was like, she's like, tell me about like your experience, your journey. And I was like, well, it took me maybe like eight to nine months in this current business that I'm in, in the coaching uh, space to bring on my first client. I got on 165 sales calls before closing my first client. And when I did, she then wanted a refund within like the first 24 hours. So like I had my first sale and then refund. So like nothing technically, I don't know if that counts or not, but not including back and forth conversations and other calls because then I had additional calls besides just the sales call. I'm like, I did hundreds of sales calls. When I look back at that call, I'm like, I would say the same things now. What I do believe though is I did all those calls so that I could grow my endurance, my capacity, my conviction, my confidence. So like I grew my conviction, my confidence through all these things. Then I had my first client, then she saw results. Then my conviction, confidence, endurance built by like 20% more. And then I did this again. And then it built by a hundred percent more. Each time it built and built and built, I became a match for more. But what a lot of people do is like, they're trying to take the shortcut and they're wondering why it's not working. It's like going to the gym, doing some of your workout, doing some of your trying to eat clean, some of your not eating clean, and like being like, well, why are people getting results faster? Right? So it's like, it's the work is different for each person, but it's like 
Stop trying to put on a facade. I can tell. People can tell. So lesson number one is stop normalizing big amounts of money. Lesson number two is take down the posture. Take down the I want to be seen a certain way and be fully seen, be fully vulnerable. You'll actually have better results even from like a I want to generate more clients. Like you will land more clients just through this. The third piece to this is I had a huge up level in my leadership and I want to actually read this uh, post that I made to you because I think that this will actually land so much deeper. I learned a huge lesson last year um, that I saw within my clients and that I saw myself when I went into mentorship and investing and just showing up. So I'm going to read this here. It says, people want the money, the freedom, the results, but aren't willing to do what's required to get it. You can't sit on a couch eating junk, working out, and expecting abs. Nor can you go to the gym, eat clean, and keep asking, when are, when am I going to see abs every single day? You think you're doing all the things, yet you're doing things that have nothing to do with the things that are actually going to get you results. You think you should have a clear strategy, invest long-term support, have the right mindset, go into mentorship, and bada-boom, bada-bing, it all works out. But that isn't it. Investing isn't just about getting support. It's about how can I, how to still get mentored when you disagree with what some, some things that you're taught. It's about how do I continue a commitment that doesn't feel aligned, but I've committed to it and I honor my word. It's about the growth you experience when things aren't actually working, but they are working in the background, but you stick with it. It's about plugging in when you desire to, and when you don't desire to, just understanding that you have access to it. It's about continuing to invest in yourself even when you don't see an ROI. It's about discernment to apply what you desire and what you don't desire, leaving what doesn't resonate. It's about seeing the abundance and recognizing that you don't need to use everything, just like a gym membership. You don't go in and and use every single machine. You use what you desire. Being in a group program and a mastermind isn't about connection. It's about showing up and seeing other women in their power without feeling less than, greater than, but recognizing just different, different level of power, different kind of power, equal power. It's about taking up space. It's about asking questions without feeling like you're taking up too much space or too little space. It's about plugging in even if you're afraid to show up. It's about asking questions even when you feel like your questions are stupid. It's about understanding yourself and holding your power without pivoting every second you hear a shiny new idea. Showing up on social media isn't just about increasing your visibility. It's about creating content without looking at other people's content for inspiration. It's about knowing your numbers without being attached to numbers. It's about posting, creating, innovating without overthinking and getting caught up in the weeds. Running your own mentorship and coaching programs isn't just about teaching people. It's about showing up the way you would want to if 10,000 people were in the room when there's just one person. It's about holding space for someone's best day while also holding space for someone else's worst day. It's about setting goals and intentions without a timeline and constantly showing up, plugging in, and just knowing it's coming and trusting in that. The required work isn't your strategy. The required work is everything else. Will you keep going when it's not working? Will you keep showing up when no one's watching and listening? 
Will you honor your commitment and your word? When you invest in something that's not what you expected, will you keep investing when you haven't yet seen an ROI? This is the actual work. Mic shop. <laughs> okay, so I got so freaking passionate reading this, writing this, saying this out loud to you right now because so many people think the work is... I'm going to invest in programs. I'm going to invest in this. I'm going to do that. And like, that's going to be the game changer for me. And I was like, that is not it at all. In fact, like that's not even the surface of what this is. So one of the biggest game changers that I wanted to share with you here is like, you think it's like, go invest in programs, go show up, go do this, go make sure you're doing events. Go Like this stuff is the bare minimum, but it's not about... I'm going to invest so that I get support. It's like, I'm going to invest because it's going to stretch me. It's going to expand me. It's going to trigger me. I'm going to feel fear. I'm going to feel excitement. I'm going to feel these things. I'm going to feel these things at hyper speed. Investing is more than that. So really lesson number three is like, uh, my leadership changed dramatically last year in recognizing that it's not like, what actually is the work? is not the strategy because I can give and I've done this before I gave the exact same strategy and, and modeled it and simplified it for people and, and their businesses and it's like scratch that you can do a sales call with someone and you can be crap on that call but you connect with them so deeply versus you can have someone who checks off all the boxes and you don't connect, who are you going to buy from? I love using the like a dating analogy. It's like if you're on a date with someone, they check off all the boxes, but you don't feel a connection. Do you still continue that relationship? Probably not. Because it's not just about you check off all the boxes. It's like, do we have a connection that's raw, that's real? So one thing that I learned last year is like, do the work. Do the work that's required. Stop putting a facade. Stop investing in programs for support. Stop feeling fear that you can't show up. Like it's so cheap to me when someone says, yes, I don't know, should I invest? But I can't make it live. I'm like, so plug into the replay. Like, is that really the reason that you're not going to invest? Because that shouldn't be it. And if it is, it, it's like, this is a, a call for you to rise in your own leadership. So challenging my leadership and really recognizing the work was lesson number three for me. Lesson number four is your boundaries are going to be tested for you to even know what they are. I had, uh, you know, people who enrolled in the in the circle, which is our 12 month um, coaching program, which includes all of our programs. That's a bundled rate. And I had someone who um, wanted to exit early, although it's a 12 month commitment. Now, everyone who joins our program signs an agreement that very clearly says, this is a 12-month commitment. Are you sure you want to do this like 12 months? Like very, very clear. It doesn't literally say that. I think it says something like, this is a 12-month commitment, no refunds, no blah, blah, blah. Okay. So I had uh, I had one or two people that were like, yeah, but I just don't want to continue. I don't align with this. I don't align with that. Which again, comes back to the leadership thing that we just spoke about. It's like, I've been in so many programs that I didn't quote unquote align. Actually, some that were like just absolute disasters. But I follow through my commitment and my word because I say I will. I will. But the part 
that I didn't understand was like, in those programs, I just tune out. Like, I won't show up live, but I'll keep paying. Because I say I'm going to pay, I'm going to pay. Okay? So one thing that I recognized was like, it's so crazy to me that someone can break a commitment and a contract like that. So one thing I learned was like, I need to make this even more obvious. So in a DM conversation now, my team will say, before you invest, I just want to let you know, this is a no refund, no cancellation, blah, blah, blah. Do you agree? Yes. And then on the payment page, there's a check mark again that says, um, just so you know, like exactly what I just said, no refund, no blah, blah, blah. They check it. And then the contract says it. And then I'm constantly speaking about honoring your commitment, honoring your word. So now I'm like, you're hearing this like four to seven times for me instead of just the contract. So one of the things that I recognized and realized is your boundaries will have to be tested for you to know what they are. If you don't have set in stone boundaries, like no one goes into the coaching space being like, well, people aren't going to follow their word. Well, um, my boundary is this, but like no one knows, but you will have people who challenge your boundaries and that's normal. Like I had someone who uh, I just changed for private mentorship. You must pay in full before we begin. And this was a huge thing because I had, um, I had a couple people last year, I did a huge clean out and this is partly why last year wasn't as big as I anticipated was like there was so much that was happening. We um, cleared out quite a bit of clients who were in the program who weren't a fit. And I just gave them that option of like, hey, if you want to leave, you can and we'll do like a mutual release. And it was a whole legal thing and blah, 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 because I'm like, not all money is good money. The other side of this was like, I had private uh, clients, same sort of things. I had some private clients who came on and literally wanted every waking hour that I was awake for themselves. And because this was like VIP support, they should be getting me all the time. And I was like, no, no, no. Like that how I just got to a point where I'm like, if one of my greatest missions in in this business is like, I want to establish leaders who then lead leaders. I'm like, what am I freaking doing? Because I got to a point where I was building so many support places, so many things that I was like, I am becoming a crutch for you. You actually can't even move unless you have me. So of course, great for your ego, but this was horrible for my clients. So I revamped a lot of these things and really reshaped my leadership and my boundaries around this. So I up-leveled again in my leadership here of like, what are your boundaries? And you need to make them black and white. So what I saw was like, you know, if my sister-in-law told me, make sure you put the kids to bed early. And I'm like, okay, kids and kids are in bed at nine. And she's like, nine I I meant like seven I'm like well I don't know what early is like it's so vague but if she said put your put the kids to bed by 8 p.m and I'm like okay 8 p.m it's like black and white clear clear as day so that's one piece the other side of this is like you don't argue with an officer that says hey you drove through a red light if there were no lights though you might like if there was no traffic system in a certain area and they drove through they're like well how do I know to stop? So one thing I realized is sometimes you need to have your boundaries broken for you to know, okay, I need to install a traffic light here and then now start teaching that here's how a traffic light system works. And then it's black and white, clear as day. So instill some boundaries, look at where you need them and 
no one can argue with an, a boundary. Like when I have a client who's like, can I get out of a commitment? It's like at that point, we're not even arguing about should you or should you not. It's like, it's black and white. You know what I mean? It's like this commitment is a 12 month uh, commitment. So can you leave? Sure. But you have to finish your financial commitment, right? So that's how that uh, process works. So boundaries, super, super huge. All right. So much dues. The next piece that I, you know, picked up this year was really duality. So I'm going to read this other post here because this was so juicy and I think I can't even explain it as well as I did here. So it says what a six figure month actually looks like. And I wrote this after my first six figure cash month. I said, what a six figure month actually looks like is this. You'll have a $20,000 pay in full payment. Someone will buy two years of group coaching when they're in year three. A $50,000 refund request email will come in, dozens of default payments, a nasty email about how your clothing isn't complementing your skin tone, true story, (laughs) 24 new clients, a vital team member exits your team right before uh, a long weekend holiday, and this will all happen before 10 a.m. People want the good when it's good, and when it's bad, here, take it. I don't want it, like a poopy diaper. But this is why you plateau. This is why you stay stuck. This is why you won't grow as fast as you desire. I was on a call with my inner circle yesterday and I said, if you want to get to level 72, you need to be able to hold not only the good, but level 72 bad. If you can only handle level two bad, don't be upset when you receive just that level two good. I didn't get here by playing it safe. I didn't get here because I was lucky. I didn't get here by waiting for the perfect moment. I move. I take big, bold, scary moves daily. I make million dollar decisions daily. I leap before I'm ready. I don't waffle. I just move. It's one thing to get the thing you desire. It's another thing to hold it consistently. Getting the thing you desire comes down to the moves, decisions, and risks you take. Holding it comes down to holding the good and the bad and having unconditional power. No one's watching my stuff. I still show up. No one's buying my things. I still show up. No one's listening. I still show up. It's doing the thing, trusting, moving, no matter what. So around duality, I went on vacation with my fiance. It was my first vacation actually since COVID hit. So it was like such a big deal for us. Um, It was our first vacation together as well. It was just such an amazing opportunity and so much fun. And the duality of this was like, I had, you know, an amazing vacation. And then I had a huge refund request that came in from a client. I had my biggest pay in full and then my biggest refund request. And it's like throwback to when this happened, when I was a little bitty, little itty bitty baby business that, you know, this was like a thousand dollar payment where now, you know, a lot of investments that some clients might make might be multiple five figure, six figure investments. Now here's the thing. And and here's one of the things I learned around duality, especially is like, especially as women, one of my core missions is like money in the hands of women is so powerful, right? In in both men and women, but especially women, especially minorities, especially those with uh, different abilities, et cetera. It's like when, when you can give someone who understands obviously as well how to use money, like this is a vague statement that I'm giving you here, but like for context, right? It's like when you give someone money, it has the ability to change and shift so many things in people's lives. And then when you have a team, it's like when someone has 
wants to just drop coaching or drop mentorship or drop these things after then we've already invested in if it's private coaching then we're getting like a vip weekend ready and we're doing all these things i'm paying for team i'm paying for systems and staff and we're coordinating things literally i have people's livelihoods in my hand so when this stuff comes up it scares the living hell out of me sometimes because i'm like what do I do? I have team to pay. I have staff. I have systems. Like, it's not even about me anymore at all. It used to be in the beginning, but in the beginning, I didn't even care about refunds. I'm like, okay, whatever. Right. But now it's like, oh my gosh, well, we have all these things. And the thing that's really sad is as your business, uh, business grows, a lot of people don't see you as human as you actually really are. So I had people who were like, well, I need the money more than you do right now. And all this crap that came up. So it's like, this was huge. But what I realized about this is like, I get it. If you want to, you know, right now in your business, for some of you, you might not even have refunds yet because your business is still quite small. But I promise you, if you get to a point where you have lots of people who are coming in your world, you will have lots of people who want out. So it's like we say we want something, but are you actually ready for it? You say you want more, but are you actually ready for more? Because more is like the floodgates will open. So duality exists in business, in life, in all the things. So as I went through, you know, the past couple months, I really got to the point where I recognized and I and I let go of a lot of these things, but you know, a lot of us take business really personally too and and a lot of us pour so much heart into everything that we do and I know even for me and I don't want to get emotional on every single podcast that I run, but I'm like I put so much love and care into every single one of my clients. And what's really hard is sometimes I will sacrifice things in my life so that I can give more. And a lot of times when I do it, it like bites me in the, in the butt. And it pisses me off because I don't treat my mentors and coaches this way where I'm like, all right, I'm in. And then I'm going to decide to drop out. So as unfortunate as this is, I've came, I, you know, I've gotten to a point where I'm like, this will happen. Can you hold it or can you not? So in the space of like duality and understanding, like, can you hold both of these things? Are you actually ready? That leads me to my next um, lesson here. That's like circumstantial versus absolute power. So many people fall into the realm of circumstantial power. When things are good, I'm good. When things are bad, I'm bad. When no sales are coming through, that sucks. I don't know what to do with my life. When sales are coming through, I'm on top of the world. And like side note, if you're in circumstantial power, that will last like a hot minute. (laughs) And then you're going to get back into like, no, what about everyone else? Like all the things. So like, I just got to a point where I'm like, are you actually all in or are you not? Are you all in when people show up or are you not? Are you all in if people show up or not for you? Are you all in if no one signs up for your masterclass? Are you all in if, if, if? And... A big lesson for me was like, how can I step more into absolute power? No matter what, I'm here. Let's freaking go. And this is like, it can't be about the numbers. It can't be about the money. It can't be about the viewers, the followers. Like these are all so surfacey. It has to stem from like one thing that I did that changed my life was like, instead of running a masterclass and if I was like, okay, no one's showing up, might as well not run it. I started to say things like, 
Okay, I'm going to run this masterclass and my intention for this year, and this is actually one of my 2023 intentions, is like I want to have the best vault and like back-end portal and system that this industry has ever seen, the best content, like out of this world kind of stuff where people who slip and find this somehow and join our stuff, like they're just like, oh my gosh, I'm blown away. I literally tripped into a gold mine. So when I think about that, I'm like, how are you going to lead? So I had a masterclass last year where I had like the lowest number of registrants. And I was like, oh my gosh, should I even still run this? Getting back into my circumstantial power. And I got to this point where I'm like, are you actually all in or are you in if people show up for you? Like what the actual hell? Like you are telling people to show up. You are telling people to go all in. Yet you're scared because people aren't going to join this little thing. And then I got to a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm all in. I'm going to create this masterclass. This is going to be the best thing that I've ever done in the entire world. And this is going to be out of this world. And it was. And it's crazy because it's like almost every single person who watched that masterclass asked about our programs. I showed up with so much confidence, so much conviction that it was a game changer. So that is the next lesson circumstantial versus absolute power and really stepping into like this all in i'm in this no matter what the next lesson is goals are co-creation yet we make them mean so much so oh my nose is super stuffy i apologize (laughs) okay goal is co-creation so A lot of us set goals that are like, I want to have 10 people join this program. I want to have 100 people join this program. And it's like, okay, cool. But if they don't join, like that's on them. But it's like a goal is both sides. Like I can't say, like I I love this analogy. I gave this to one of my clients the other day. And it's like a hamster. If you want, if your goal for the hamster is I want this hamster to be alive, It's like, okay, well, you need a plan. Well, okay, make them food, make them water, give them, you know, whatever hamsters do. (laughs) Have a quick sip here. This is a long episode. But hope it's juicy for you guys as well. If it is, if this has been helpful, I'd love to see you share this on social. Just at marymorgan.biz. Share this on your Instagram. And that would just mean the absolute world to me. But anyways, so, okay. The hamster analogy. So I'm like, yeah, if you want this hamster to stay alive, just focus on the plan. Food, water, shelter, like whatever it needs. And the aliveness will just happen (laughs) as a result. So this is it. It's like when you have a goal, we focus so much on like, I have people who set their passwords of like 100K month is their password. Every waking, breathing hour, they are focused on this goal. And I'm like, How dissatisfying is that? Because now you're in constant lack of like, well, I don't have this goal. So all I'm thinking about is this goal. So one thing that I think about is like, instead of a goal, I create an intention without a timeline. An intention without a timeline is like, instead of I want to create, I want to have a million dollar year. It's like, I want to have consistent million dollar years. So whenever that happens, it happens. I'm constantly going to set myself up until I get to the point where I have million dollar years. So again, taking off the pressure, this is huge, okay? And my last and final 
lesson here has come from so many things that I've seen. So I used to have a sales team and I had an appointment setter, a closer, a, you know, all sorts of things. I, I invested hundreds, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, like 200K or so on just base salaries. This year was a year of like so many things have happened. I've had a team that was big and then I cut it down. I did sales calls and then I didn't. So I'm actually so shocked that we made as much as we did, given all the things that happened, to be honest. Um, and our growth has always been doubling each year, which has been absolutely amazing and out of this world. So I'm excited about that. But like one thing I recognized was having a team of setters and closers and all of this, I got to a point in my business where I'm like, I don't want to lead a sales team. I'm like, I don't want to lead a sales team. I want to have a business where I don't want to lead a sales team. I want to run a business where people just come to me. Like I don't even buy with sales calls. I've invested 20, 40, et cetera, thousand dollars in programs without calls. Like I know who you are. I'm ready. I move done. So one thing that I recognized was I changed the way that I marketed and sold completely for maybe 14 or 16 months at this point. And it's revolutionized now people who are in my space because even my clients now are so much more self-led, therefore they're seeing insane results, therefore they're showing up differently. The whole conversation is different, basically. But one thing that I learned for me was that I kept focusing on the money-making, quote-unquote, money-making things, and I would push back the rest. And I remember my mentor said this thing to me that really changed the game. She said, you know, the people, Mary, who are up to something are actually committed. And if you can't do programs, you can't come to my master classes. And I wanted to do private coaching with her, which was like a high five-figure, six-figure investment. And she said, start with a program because... If you can't lead yourself through my programs and my masterclasses, you don't have the commitment for this. She said, I run calls with clients. I have calls with team. I have calls with, you know, my masterminds. And then I watch the replay of last year's content. And then I look at what would I say this year? What would I keep? What would I do differently? And then I'm innovating. And then I'm playing with some of the homework that I'm teaching you that's like, you know, she was doing vision boards and this and that. And I'm like, I don't have time for this, to be honest. And she was like, well, if you don't have time for this, I don't think private coaching with me is going to be a fit. And it really taught me the lesson of like so many of us focus on money making things. So like I was focused on building a team. I was focused on getting people on calls with me. I was focused on, you know, let me DM these people. Let me do this. Let me do this. like hustle, 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 hustle. See a return. ROI. Go, go, go. And I'm like, this is not, no, this is not it. <laughs> so what I realized was like innovation stems from intention. Innovation stems from refinement. Innovation stems from me listening to replays and plugging in and like getting into the zone. And then I changed my marketing style completely to the point where then I was starting to actually magnetize people to me because I was so freaking magnetic. I was like, I'm in my own world. I'm doing the work. I'm working on myself. And then people just found me. And now this is the stuff that I teach my clients. So it's been a big year of so many shifts, so many changes. I can't wait to listen back to this in the end of 2023 and then create my new updated version of this. But 
What I want to say to you right now to like recap is stop normalizing big amounts of money. Your boundaries are going to be tested so that you know what they are. Um, when I when I see this, you know, I talked about posture and how we lead ourselves and wanting to be seen a certain way and duality and all of this. The biggest lesson from this year has been um, stop trying to look a certain way. Stop getting so overly pissed off, mad, sad, emotion, 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 because of all these things. Yes, emotions will happen. Like we are human. But sometimes I would have some of these things that would break my freaking heart. And I would spend weeks, sometimes a month or more than a month bawling my eyes out every night because I'm like, this person said this rude comment about me. How am I going to pay my team if all of these people are getting refund requests? And we just get so in our head. But I'm like, you are going to ebb and flow. You are going to zigzag. You are going to go left and right on your way up. This is what another one of my mentors shared with me. And, and she was like, this is normal. Like you will ebb and flow. But so much in the online space, you'll see it normalized that like, I don't hit income dips. Things are always easy. Oh my gosh, we're always making money. Like things are so fun. And it's like, Nobody talks about the shit that actually happens behind the scenes. And my goal for you in this podcast is not only to give you tangible, tactical things that you can go take and implement and see instant results from this free resource, but my goal is to actually show you behind the scenes because if I give you those tactical things, you go, you take them, you implement, I know you won't see results without this work. I know that this is the real work and I know that this is the thing that's actually going to change the game for you. And I just want to say, I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I'd love to hear the lesson that really stuck with you. If you'd love to share it on Instagram at marymorgan.biz, share it with me, sending you so much love and I'll see you on the next episode.